0: We have a very important episode today, but first, we've got a huge announcement for you all. Our monthly recipe membership is
1: live. Y'all, we've carefully crafted this membership with your needs in mind, ensuring that you can provide your family with delicious and nutritious meals without any stress.
0: Okay. So tell them exactly what it is.
1: It is a monthly membership where you're going to get 12 dinner recipes a month delivered right to your inbox. And you're also going to get some bonuses every single month as well, all for $11.99. That's less than a dollar a recipe, y'all.
0: If you want help with dinner tonight, sign up now. We've got the link ready for you below in the show notes. All right, y'all. Let's get back to the show.
1: Sit and Fizzy is a podcast hosted by Megan and Brandy.
0: We are two moms who are sharing our experiences and realistic advice on healthy motherhood. Enjoying humor and a cocktail along the way.
1: Hey gang, you guys know that Megan and I love a good podcast, popping in some earbuds and going for a walk, shopping for groceries, laundry. I truly feel like I am like more productive when I can do two tasks at once. And for me, it's either I'm listening to a book or I'm listening to a podcast to either learn or be entertained and accomplishing some tasks at the same time. Like that's key for me.
0: Yes. Brandy recently texted me saying that I had to listen to our mutual friend Jennifer Sice's new podcast It's called in nine minutes with Brandy and I both working full time from home. We have to learn how to prioritize our days and tasks. And that's not our mutual (laughs) strength. (laughs) She kept sharing that, this notion of the nine minutes. So I knew I had to listen. Like when Brandy and I started this podcast, like that's what I said, right, Brandy. I was like, okay, If I see a podcast that's longer than like 25 minutes, I have to save it and maybe hope that I get get to it at a better time Um, because usually I can't fit it in. So Jennifer's is not only amazing for being short, but that nine minutes, a lot can happen in nine minutes and y'all are going to learn more about that. I cannot wait.
1: Yeah, so I listened um, to her podcast. I saw it on Facebook and I immediately just went hit play and I was on a walk and I just felt like Jennifer was speaking right to me. She is a seasoned business and connection coach who specializes in empowering women to multiply their impact while maximizing their precious time so that they could spend more time with the people who matter most. Y'all know that that's like our mission between Mm -hmm. me and Megan. So this was like right on time for me. Uh, She's a mom, has been married, for over 25 years, and she has a lot of value that we personally felt like we wanted to share with you guys, our listeners. Jennifer Sice, welcome to Fit and Fizzy. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you so much for having
2: me. I am so fired up. This is going to be a blast.
1: Yeah, I knew um, after I listened to all of your podcasts in a row, I binged every episode. I knew immediately that I was going to blow up your DMs. And I think I sent you like five voice memos back to back, um, you know, in only minutes after listening to the podcast. I love, love, love your mission. And I want to hear a little bit about the power of nine minutes and how you've seen it show up in your life.
2: So the power of nine minutes really came to be because I was doing some research on how to intentionally connect with kids, like the value of it and how you could do it in less time because people get so overwhelmed by that. I'd had a lot of conversations about mom guilt and I just wanted to nip that in the bud. So I did some research and I discovered that you can build intentional connection with kids in nine minutes a day. And it's the three minutes when they first wake up three minutes when you reconnect at the end of the day, whether it's after daycare or school or whatever that is, and then the three minutes before they go to bed. And I dug more into what is the magic behind nine minutes. And the average attention span is eight to 10 minutes. And then I came to find that when you double down in one area of your life for nine minutes a day, Magic can really happen, and I started experimenting with it in my own life and with clients. And what I discovered is the needle can move so much further, so much faster when you focus on nine-minute, short, focused bursts of work. And the action that you can take is just unbelievable, and it has been so exciting to watch.
0: Jennifer, I love that, um, especially because you said that with mom guilt. And then taking like the three minutes, I personally, and I I try to you know share about it on Instagram a lot too, just um, to encourage other moms. But that intentional time for my family specifically in the mornings um, when my children wake up, it's like two minutes sitting down with them at breakfast, even though. We like, I have lunch boxes to do. I have all of this, but I'm like looking at the clock. I'm like, okay, I can do this two, you know, two to three minutes right here at this table. And it's a game changer. So I love that you are talking about that specifically. I also, like Brandy, binged every episode. And I'm going to read. I took some notes, you know, in the notes of my phone because I was walking. Um, This quote stood out to me. You said, when you leave things in a state of incompletion or left undone, you're living in the past. When you're looking back, you cannot look forward at the same time. I want you to share just a little bit about just about that. Like it really just, um, you know, once I heard it for me, it was, you know, thinking about Thinking about my day and just kind of how rushed we are, but in that episode, you also like you you gave us examples. It was, um, you know, some of them were like short and sweet, or some of them was uh, like finishing a book or. You know, for me, I'm thinking about my closet, like the clutter is driving me absolutely insane. Why have I not taken just a little bit of time to get that done so that that clutter is removed from my life? Um, so I'd like for you just to share just a little bit more about all of that. So um, I love
2: that you're spending that intentional time with your kids that like, ooh, it's the best. And that mm-hmm. just stirs me up because it's so, so important. When it comes to what you're talking about, um, when you leave things undone and incomplete, you are always looking back, trying to figure out when you're going to get that done. And you can't move forward Hmm. when you have all of these incomplete things hanging over your head. And there's actually power in completion. And one of the reasons things stay undone is because... People feel like it's going to take forever to do it, that it's going to take more time than it actually will, and that doing things, it's only valuable when you do things fully, right? Mm. There, But that's not true. If you take a little bit of time and you start and you spend nine minutes a day on your closet, your closet's going to be done in less than 10 days. It's probably going to be done more effectively And you're going to be able to move forward. And with every nine-minute chunk of time, you are taking steps towards the person that you want to be and the life that you want to live. Because Mm -hmm. every time you complete something, you are voting for the person that you want to be. And that is why when you take these small little bursts of time, you will accomplish so much more. One of the things that is really tricky is that we are living in a culture with an all-or-nothing mindset. And you guys, I'm sure, run into that all the live yeah. long day in coaching. And everybody thinks, mm-hmm. oh, I ha- if I don't clean my whole closet, well, then I'm never going to clean my closet. Or if What's right, the point? What's the point? And if I don't read that whole book today, well, why should I? why should I even start? Or if I can't, like, even with your kids, like if you can't watch an entire movie, it's like, well, we can't watch a whole movie, but yes, you can. You can do it in short little bursts of time. And those investments compound over time. And then you're not looking back at what's undone. You're looking back at what's done, what you've completed, what you've accomplished. And you have a whole different view in your rear view mirror And moving forward seems so much more exciting because you've experienced what it's like to complete things and close those loops.
1: I love that so much. I mean, because the, the thing will be looming over you. And so you take no action on it, because it feels so overwhelming. But breaking it up in little chunks, I mean, bite sized pieces, what do they say you can't eat? And the best way to eat an elephant is one bite at a time. Like, that's exactly what you're saying. And I love that
0: a 100%. I was just thinking, you know, we, Brandy and I, we do like we come across this so often, like we have clients that it's like, if I can't do all of this, then I'm not going to do anything. And if, if we could just go on that 15-minute walk, in the mornings, that would be so beneficial, you know, instead of just doing nothing like that 15 minute walk could be the beginning of like major changes for you. And like you're saying, you know, it just adds up. You look back and you've got all of this and it just adds up to something so much bigger.
2: hundred percent. And like, even if you start with nine minutes, because you can focus for that amount of time in 10 days, you've walked for an hour and a half more than you did the week before.
1: I think that's so powerful because we hear, you know, it's less than 10 minutes how many things can you accomplish in less than 10 minutes that you're already doing now anyways and you don't realize it so the fact that breaking it up in less than 10 minute chunks seems so much more accessible to people than hearing a full 30 minute walk right and
2: nine minutes falls through the cracks of your day like nine minutes falls through the cracks of your day and if you add those nine minute pieces of time up, you'd be shocked at how much time you actually can set apart to do things.
0: I see these nine minutes in like all different areas of my life. You've got me thinking about my children, you know, and that few minutes in the morning, how you're saying you can break it up, that three minutes sitting at the kitchen table with them, that three minutes before bedtime. And then now you've got us thinking about the nine minutes and, and our health, our closets. <laughs> like organization. Jennifer, you're about to change everyone's life. <laughs> I can't wait. I am
2: excited. And I mean, even like nine minutes with your spouse. Okay. Oh, that's a good one. Nine minutes with your spouse face to face, put your phone in the other room and just listen to your spouse for nine minutes. Here's another one. Like if you can be curious For nine minutes, just be curious because curiosity builds connection and establishes communication. And if you even like journal for nine minutes once a week, things that you could be curious about your spouse with okay and then you put your phone in the other room and you sit down with your spouse and you talk to them for nine minutes and then you listen i can't even tell you what can happen when you do that
1: being it is being intentional it's just being intentional
2: but you have to set apart the time you have to set it apart because you cannot make it or find it talk to
0: us about that
2: yeah so we think oh we'll make time for that later We'll find time for that later, but you literally cannot. You can't make time out of the air. You can't find time. But when you set apart the time, you are more likely to take the actions that you set it apart for. But here's the thing. If you can be specific and intentional with what you're setting apart that time for, even if it's a nine-minute chunk of time every day, it will change the game for you. Because when you set something apart, for example, I'm just going to use food as an example. And I live with two grown boys, and plus my husband. And so if I need food for a certain thing, I need to be specific and intentional with what I'm setting that apart for, or someone's going to eat it, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. If you just say, oh, I'm going to set apart nine minutes and I'll figure out what I'm going to do when I get to that time that I set apart, you're not going to take the action that you ultimately would if you're specific and intentional with what you're setting apart the time for.
1: That is good. That is really good. It has to be very intentional about how you're literally setting it apart. You're
2: literally setting it apart. Like if you're going to meal plan, let's say you're going to set apart time to meal plan, not even meal prep. We don't have to get scary and say both of those things mm-hmm. at the same time. But if you're going to set apart nine minutes to meal plan and just plan what you're going to eat the next day, then you know when you sit down that you are going to plan it out. So you have that loop closed. That decision-making loop is closed until you sit down for that nine minutes. You open it up. You make the decisions. You close the loop, and you have your meals planned for the next day.
1: I love that. Megan and I did an episode, what was it, Megan, like two months ago, that we talked about Sunday sessions. And it's basically this exact same thing where we like look at our calendar for the week ahead. We meal plan. For the week ahead, and I love the idea of literally setting a time bound uh, like boundaries, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. around that, and saying just nine minutes that you can do a Sunday session. Because Megan, I, I I think I could do that in nine minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems daunting to try and come up with a plan for the whole week. But whenever you're doing it in just a nine minute chunk, imagine how much more seamless, how much more productive, how much more you can feel accomplished for the whole entire week just by that nine minute of that Sunday session. A hundred
2: percent. And if you're, if you track macros, if that's something I know that your audience Mm -hmm. probably does, if you track macros, hey, you can plan your food for the next day and load it in my fitness pal or load it in the app that you use for whatever health and wellness program
1: you want to promote. And, um, and you just load it right in and you're done. Sets you up for success. So, Jennifer, I'll tell you, all of our listeners know, because I talk about it quite often, that I have ADD. And it was not something that was diagnosed until this past year, even though I've pretty much always fought it my entire life. But adult onset ADD is like a real thing. Yeah. Um, and one thing that I'm terrible about is getting overwhelmed with the thought of doing something, and I put it off And I put it off. Literally, I will do anything before that task. I will make other tasks happen. Like, I'm just conjuring up different tasks to do before I do that thing, right? I'm putting it off. And I love what you said about choosing the hardest thing and working on it for just nine minutes a day. Talk to us about the prioritization. Like, how did that come into play? And how have you seen that play out for yourself and your clients? So
2: what I've come to find, and a lot of people write about this too, but the only way To a goal is through, right? And sometimes that means you're going through some discomfort to get to the other side. But when you lean into what you're resisting, when you set apart nine minutes a day to do that thing that you're resisting, what that starts to do is it starts to reset and level out those feelings of overwhelm and those feelings of, I don't want to do it. Because just like anything, those feelings of not wanting to do a task add up. They compound and it gets worse and worse and harder and harder to do. So if you just say, hey, for 10 days, I am going to lean in to something I've been resisting for nine minutes a day and just take action on that thing you've been resisting, that weight and that fog start to lift and the haze goes away and you are walking towards your goal and you're walking through it, but you're doing it in small enough chunks that it doesn't feel... Um, painful or it doesn't feel so overwhelming. And you're like, I can do anything for nine minutes, right? Yeah. And if you lean into what you're resisting, then you are going to be able to experience what taking that action means. And I think when you can kind of um, build some evidence for yourself, that you can walk through those things, that you can do those hard things and open that new tab in your brain and you're like, I can do it. I'm doing it. And I'm going to do it for nine minutes a day. And in 10 days, after you've done it 10 times, done the hard thing or leaned into it, it's going to feel like nothing compared to the overwhelm and the weight of not doing it. Because again, that is an area where you can bring the power of completion into play too.
1: We have... This huge to-do list, right? Like when everyone is asking something of you, how do you prioritize what that nine minutes should be? How can you make sure that your health is one of those? Because if
2: you don't do it, no one else will. And if you don't set apart the time now so that you can enjoy the time that you've set apart now later, it's going to take you twice as long when you realize that their only option is to take care of your health because the investments compound over time.
1: Jennifer, being a mom in 2023 is hard. Um, and I heard you say the term mom guilt earlier, Um Mom guilt is a construct, obviously, and it's one that women put on themselves because I've literally never heard the term dad guilt before.
0: Mm -mm.
1: Mom guilt is a real thing. So many of us are working and volunteering. Last week, we talked on the podcast about volunteer burnout, running the kids in five different directions. We're trying to be a good mama, like a really good mama. We're all trying. You're trying to be a good wife and a good sister. What do you say to the woman who's entering like this holiday season and is already feeling so overwhelmed just standing at the cliff. Wow. That
2: that is you just described so many women. And I think one thing to think about is that if if you're not careful, mom guilt becomes a reflex. Ooh. Okay. So I would say when I was talking about it before, you need to keep that in check because it can become a reflex and a default. And you can use the quote unquote mom guilt to deter you from really taking the action that you want to take because mm-hmm. it gives you a place to land that the world says is comfortable, right? Like mom guilt's uncomfortable, but the world's like, oh, but we all have mom
1: guilt. So let's just, let's rest there together. That stings a little bit. And I think that stings in a good way, what you just said. Can, please continue on with that because yeah, that's it's, a word.
2: It's a little bit, it's a little bit tricky and not that I want to be dishonoring to the the overwhelm that moms feel at all, because that is true, but there is a way out. And one of the biggest things that I would encourage moms to do this season, I actually have an episode coming up, how to tackle the holidays so they don't tackle you, um, is to make decisions in advance. Okay. Decide who you want to be during this season. What kind of mom do you want to be? What kind of wife do you want to be? What kind of sister? What kind of friend? And decide how you want to walk through the holidays, how you want to feel, and how you want your family to feel, mm-hmm. and then take actions towards those things. Because what happens is is we all want the holidays to be fun and sweet and thoughtful and all of those things, but we let ourselves get in a tizzy and we don't stop to think, I need to get out of this. How do I get out of it? But the reason we get in such a tizzy is because we haven't decided in advance how we're going to walk through the holidays, how we are going to kind of love on people through the holidays, and how we're going to serve people. So I have encouraged people to literally take nine minutes over the next few days to journal, just journal, one thing about how they want to feel through the holidays. And then I think this this is going to be the thing that could change the holiday game for people. Every day during the holidays, you take nine minutes at the end of each day and you decide how you need to reset for the next day in order to consistently move towards the person you want to be so that on the other side of the holidays, you're like, man, th- those were the best holidays ever. I took... Action in advance. I made decisions. I set boundaries. I put things in place so that this holiday season will never be topped. And it actually will because if you put these things into practice, you know, (laughs) next year is going to be even better. (laughs) But be intentional about it and use nine minutes. You can use multiple pieces of nine minutes a day. But if you, during the holidays, take time to reset because you might be like, oh, today was great, but what do I need to do to make sure tomorrow is great? Or better, or you survived your kids' school parties. Yeah. Anybody, anybody gearing up for the school parties? I'm raise raising hand. my hand, y'all. I'm yeah. raising my hand. <laughs> I mean, raise your hand and always sign up for paper products. Okay. <laughs> that, that's my pro tip. Sign up for paper products. I wish I would have learned that much, much earlier in life. But, yeah, I think making decisions in advance and planning for that reset is really vital.
1: We have talked through, like James Clear before, and talking about like every decision that you make is a vote for and against the person that you want to be. And I think that that nine-minute reset at the end of the day allows you to kind of look over the decisions that you've made, which ones were in your favor, which ones may not have been in your favor, and then adjust accordingly. Um, Because nobody at the end of the day wants to sit there and say, I wish that I had approached X, Y, Z differently. And then you do it again and again and again because you never made the adjustments. And I think that that allows us to show up so differently as wives, as parents, literally as everything. So I love the reflection, not just the intention of, oh, I needed to do this differently. It's the reflection and then a plan to change how it can be different for next time. I had a client tell me one time that um, busy is not in the best interest of her family. And that has just sat with me for so long, and I think that we fill our calendars with all of these things that we think are going to be, like, the thing that's going to make the holiday so special, right? We plan a trip every, you know, like, maybe it's a trip to the Christmas tree farm, and then to Santa Claus, and then you add in a gingerbread, blah, blah. And it dilutes, really, the feeling that we want to have because we are so burned out. Yeah. So I love the idea of just being more intentional this holiday season. That is so huge. So for the mom battling the calendar, because she's already got all the things on the calendar, what is the thing that you would tell her?
2: A couple of things. One, ask your family what they want to do. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, we make a lot of plans without asking our kids and our spouses, you know, and they're, they don't even care if we go to the Christmas tree farm.
0: That is so true. Because and that too, Jennifer is like, And Brandy and I, we discussed that on that Sunday session type podcast that we did. Talk to your people. Just literally talk to them. What do they want to eat? What do they, you know, what do they want to do? And and if everybody kind of knows what's going to come at them, then maybe they'll complain a little less. Maybe (laughs) everybody will be a little happier. (laughs)
2: 100%. That's so true. That's so true. And I would say Thanksgiving is 10 days away. You have time Mm -hmm. to make some adjustments before that. So look at your calendar. And if you see a day that looks way too packed for you to even have a conversation with your kids or your spouse, and you're envisioning yourself throwing the snacks into the backseat of the car, changing their clothes in the bathroom at the Santa place or whatever, so that they can look how they want to look for the pictures, whatever, it's okay to take things off the the calendar. It's okay to adjust. It's okay to go, you know what? We aren't doing that. And it's going to be okay in 2050 when we don't have a picture at the same Christmas tree farm every Christmas for our entire life. It's okay.
1: It's taking the pressure off yourself. Uh, My friend and I were just talking about this the other day. Uh, I didn't go to the pumpkin patch this year. First year, I didn't go to the pumpkin patch. And she brought up the same thing of going to have a picture— for social media because we feel like that's what we're supposed to be doing we're supposed to because everybody else shows up on social media with their pumpkin patch picture and it looks so picturesque but in the moments before you're sweating you're begging the kids to please corral they don't want to run away from the corn crib they don't want to run away from all the things just to have this picture that in five years from now you're going to look back on that picture and be like that was a terrible day but terrible. you wanted this picture—it was a terrible day, but you wanted this picture-perfect picture to post on social media. <laughs> but I have never thought to myself, oh, well, Jane Jane didn't go to the pumpkin patch this year. I wonder what's going on with her. or She probably didn't have a really good holiday season because she wasn't at X, Y, and Z. No, Jane— Jane was smart. Jane decided she didn't want to sweat in a cornfield. So I'm here for Jane right now. But I feel like we just put so much pressure on ourselves. And I think that this is such a good way that we can release the pressure valve and say, you know what? Enough is enough. Like We don't have to do it all. We can do what we can do and do it well and do it with intention.
2: 100%. And do what you want to do. One of my favorite quotes is a a Bob Goff quote. We won't be distracted by comparison. When we are captivated by purpose. Oh,
1: that's so good. So
2: when you set intentions and you know how you want to walk through this holiday, how you want to be, you'll quickly shift the lens to looking at your family, at the people that matter most to you. And... Take your eyes off the people on the outside. Not that you don't want to celebrate them, encourage them, support them, but it doesn't matter what they're doing because you're so captivated by the purpose and intention that you've put in place that you are going to look back and think, that was a good idea. That was
0: a good move. And you know, as moms, you know, think about it. At night, when we lay our heads down, we're not thinking about everyone else. Like we're thinking about Our family, our husbands, our children, how we were intentional with them. So I love that we can use what you're telling us, Jennifer, to slow down this holiday season. Think more about our people. And I think that's just going to, it's really going to benefit us. The journaling is something that I talk about often too. I know Brandy does. Like just taking, that makes you slow down. Like that makes you stop for a moment and reflect and, you know, I think that we can all grow so much just from doing that in itself. And so you giving us these tips and this, like, I can see it. Like you are helping us to literally see how this is all going to be possible, right? So you're amazing, Jennifer. Isn't she?
1: And Jennifer, <laughs> let's talk about this for a second, because like as a business owner, work from home. There's like different nine minutes, right? Like I sit here and think like, okay, mm-hmm. I can have nine minutes that's personal. I can have nine minutes that's professional. So is talk to us a little bit about that because you do a lot of coaching. So is that what you would recommend is have like different nine segment blocks or should we just be focusing on one thing every day? How does that work?
2: I think the best way to start is to do one thing for nine minutes a day for nine days. Just try it to kind of get in that rhythm. I also recommend um, putting that up against a hard stop. Okay. So like do that nine minutes before you have to leave the house. Do it during the time where you'd normally add one or two things that don't really matter. Mm Okay. Okay that's that's a good spot to put it in. But as far as business and personal, I would I would say
0: experiment with the nine minutes and then do one of each for sure. Thank you so much, first of all, for joining us today. I think that everyone can benefit from this episode. So we are so excited to have it out and available for the people. I am personally... Excited about that next episode that you were talking about, the, what, the holiday, what's it called? How to
2: Tackle the Holidays So They Don't Tackle You.
0: When is that going to be released and how can we find that
2: episode? That will be released Thursday, November 16th. And you can find it anywhere that you listen to podcasts.
0: Perfect. And we will link jennifer's podcast and your instagram handle if that's okay in the show notes that'd be awesome thank you
2: so much this was so
1: fun don't forget to subscribe so you know when the next episodes drop
0: and tell your besties and thanks so much for listening bye guys